Hello and welcome to Socks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani. I'm joined tonight by Tony Marchese. We are unfortunately discussing a White Sox loss to open the series in Toronto. It was a final of 4-3. to three. The Blue Jays took this one tone. How would you feel about it? Uh, not great, Bob, I think is a, a good enough description of my feelings right now. This was a very, very winnable game for the White Sox. Um, and in, in a Covey start, nonetheless, they just couldn't find a way to hold on to the lead after the first and weren't able to get back into the lead at any point in time in the ball game uh, the rest of the night. So um, it is what it is, but it wasn't it wasn't the best of efforts, I should say. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, Dylan Covey just getting touched up. You, you, you like to think that you come out and score a run in that top half of the first back-to-back doubles by Moncada and Abreu. That's going to set you up and hopefully get the good vibes rolling to start the evening. But it was not because Dylan Covey ended up taking the mound and was serving them over the middle of the plate. And that is where Randall Grichuk hit a three-run bomb in the first inning. And, Tony, I think it's kind of funny how this stuff plays out. Timmy, after that bat flip against Kansas City, where that whole uh, benches clearing incident escalated from, you know, Grichuk was the one to respond on Twitter. I guess technically he didn't respond. And Timmy, you know, comes back at him and says, put a name on it. If you're going to say that guys shouldn't uh, be excessive with their celebrations or they should act like they've been there. Uh, and then Grichuk denied that. But, you know, of course, you know, it happens that Grichuk ends up hitting the first home run here. And uh, Timmy got back a little bit, but unfortunately not in the uh, score column as much as we needed it to. Yeah, you know what? Timmy actually did come to play today. And, and like you said, it's it's funny how these things play themselves out. You know that, that Randall Grichuk came to play today. You know that he wanted to send a message and set the tone first before Tim Anderson had the chance to. And that's exactly what he did. But, you know, you love to see Timmy come back because, you know, Timmy came to play today as well. Uh, I, I don't know about you, Johnny, but uh, the Toronto Blue Jays are like almost kind of a rival, it feels like, and to the White Sox ever since the Stroman stuff. Now you've got the Gritchick stuff. It, it's been there's there's some heat between these two teams. I know that that Stroman came out and, you know, I stand with T.A. and all this other stuff, but I like rivalries, Johnny. I don't know about you. I like rivalries, so I let this one fester. But for for Timmy to come out there, I mean, he I don't think he tossed it enough. I don't know. I don't know about you. <laughs> I wanted to see him just you know go overboard because I thought it would have I thought it would have sparked a little bit more of that that rivalry, the the bad blood between these two teams. You know, I mean, he he you let the bat do the talking, but. I was hoping for a, a bigger bat flip, I guess. Yeah, you know, I was too, but that was just for something to enjoy in this game pretty much for me because, I mean, I know that wouldn't have, you know, tied the game or anything like that. So I guess the, the thing would have been scoreboard, the opposite argument from right. Toronto's side. So I get that, but, I mean, we could have some fun. And it, it, the thing was, it was a no-doubter. It wasn't, like, close. He, right. he, launched, he launched that thing. So I uh, think he was would have been justified to launch the bat too, and you know maybe that does fire up the dugout a little bit more. But uh, you know we're we're pretty stagnant, we're pretty low energy as a team as a whole outside of Tim Anderson. So I I'm not shocked that you know nothing came of that. 
Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about a little bit about these pitchers that we had today, and then I want to get back to uh, to this lineup and some low energy stuff that that you're talking about. I've got two guys that uh, I'm going to go off on. Dylan Covey, uh, four and two thirds, give up three hits, four runs, all of them earned. Five walks is not going to get the job done as a starter, uh, especially when you're only striking out three and giving up two bombs. His ERA sits at a 5.91. Dylan Covey just to me is not meant to be starting in this rotation right now. And, you know, we saw another tweet come from NBC Sports just yesterday about how the Sox are out of options for the rotation, Johnny. I don't know how that makes you feel, but that makes me feel not great, Bob, again. You know, who does make me feel good, though, is Aaron Bummer. Goes another scoreless inning in this ballgame. Uh, especially in a late high leverage situation, I guess, in a one-run ball game, Bummer is quickly becoming, I think, a seventh, eighth inning mainstay in this bullpen. Uh, you also saw in today's game, Osich, Burr, and Marshall. Osich was only out there for one out. He did strike out uh, a batter, and Burr was out there for an inning as well as Evan Marshall. Uh, neither of those guys gave up any runs. All the runs in today's ball game came off of Covey. Uh, so good work from the bullpen today, Johnny. Any any thoughts on the pitching staff? Uh, just Covey in general. I agree with you that you you know there's no spot for him to be starting, but we're out of options. So that's just lovely. That's a, that's a White Sox moment once again here. But the thing with Covey is he gets touched there early on, and then his his uh, go to is to just avoid the plate. And just start walking, guys. Then you see those numbers uh, creep up there. But you can tell it's a, it's just a scared mentality. Um, we're we're not attacking anyone. We're uh, playing prevent defense. If this was football, you know what I'm saying. That's uh, that's just the vibe that I get from just the mentality on the mountain there from Dylan Covey. So that that's just unfortunate. Bullpen though, I, I will you know some positives. I agree with you on Aaron Bummer. That was one thing I was actually texting um, fellow on tap White Sox contributor Andrew Kinsler about, and we were saying that you know Bummer was kind of a bummer last year, yes. and then this year he's completely proving us wrong, which is great. But I was telling him that um, I, I'm not completely like sold i love what i see don't get me wrong it's just got to take it with a grain of salt here but if that movement keeps up and he can miss bats like that then he could be like this year's jace fry uh of, you know how jace fry was last year careful uh, that that's the uh that i'm just making some comparisons because his movement is much better this year and it's much more deceptive which obviously misses bats which is obviously good as a reliever so i'm just pointing these things out you can look at it and make your own observations uh watching along at home but that is just what i have seen from aaron bummer so far and evan marshall uh good job getting out of the jam uh, i know he put himself in that situation but um yeah, uh, at least that was a clean inning. No more damage. So he came into this game, Evan Marshall, with with batters hitting over 300 against him without giving up a run. Um, pretty impressive for somebody who does get himself into jams like that. He just, I don't know, he's one of those guys that makes things interesting. I don't think he has a future as a closer, um, but, you know, a sixth inning guy in a in a pretty decent bullpen so far, I think he's proven that he can get out of jams, and that's good, I guess, but you don't like to see the pitcher actually put themselves into the jam. And you were right. Uh, one back thing on Covey is he is not attacking anybody. Uh, I really liked that observation that, that you had uh, said there on, on, on Covey. 
I don't really have much else to say on the pitching staff, Johnny. I, I just feel like this was a wasted effort of a good bullpen night where the bullpen didn't really get hurt at all. So I, I guess that one's on what we're going to talk about next, and that's this offense. Another interesting lineup today. Uh, we've kind of seen different variations of this throughout the week. Uh, Garcia, Moncada, Abreu, Alonzo, Castillo, Delmonico, Anderson, Tilson, Cordell. That one doesn't leave me with uh, a lot of confidence, especially right in the middle here. Your four or five hitters are by average and by OPS the worst hitters on the team. Uh, I don't understand how that makes any sense uh, it, for lineup construction to have the two guys who are batting under 200 right smack dab in the middle of your order. I'm getting really sick of this, Johnny. I, I don't understand this. And then late in the game, in a one-run game with McCann on the bench, you're letting Wellington Castillo hit uh, in his 164 average when you've got a 300 plus hitter just sitting on the bench that's not how you win ball games I don't, I don't understand that ricky likes to pull out pinch hitters all the time and then when there's obvious choices to to pinch hit for somebody it it doesn't happen so i i didn't really quite get that one that one left me scratching my head but the one guy that i'm really honing in on here is yonder alonzo what is up with this guy i mean he's he looks completely useless in the batter's box right now it's we touched on this a little bit before I thought Yonder Alonso was going to have more of an Abreu type year uh that's what he did last year you know a, a mid to upper 200s batting average driving in a ton of runs we're just not seeing that outside of the magic that he had uh the other the other week with the uh the walk-off there's really not been that many great Yonder Alonso moments. Fans are starting to point fingers towards him. Uh, I am in that group. You cannot be a, you know, mainstay at f- anywhere between four and six in the order with a 172 batting average that doesn't show any signs of life towards moving up. Johnny, I, I, what are your thoughts here? Oh, yeah, it's so frustrating to watch that just happen every single night. Um, It it almost feels like, Tony, to me, there is just a plan going in. Like tonight's plan, when you talk about Wellington Castillo not getting pinch hit for there, I think that was the eighth inning. Yep. Um, When when that happened, a clear choice, a good time to do it. Like they had a clear plan that this was going to be James McCann's day off and no situation can, you know, divert us from that plan of action that's honestly what it feels like because i don't know why you wouldn't go to that guy there and then also with uh yonder i mean i think he just wasted all his bullets in spring training and it's just uh, another that's so white Sox thing guys do really well like i remember watching yonder a lot i was actually somewhat excited i was for, excited too uh, when it, when it, you know, because I was like, okay, this is going to be better than Matt Davidson at bats. And I was like, when I looked at his time at Cleveland and then just watching him, because, you know, Cleveland comes in a bunch of times to the rate last season, I was like, oh my God, like, this guy seems to uh, tear us up pretty good. So if he can do that for us, then I would enjoy that. And I am not enjoying Yonder Alonso at all, or his 172 batting average, or his 607 OPS. It's not enjoyable to watch. And I think the only reason that he is in that lineup is the veteran 
uh, status that you want to call it. Uh, he's already got that label on him. And then just the hope that he'll he'll launch you a bomb. But he hasn't been doing that lately either. So I say give him a couple of days off. Let him clear his head. Let's let's uh, just rotate someone else in here. Let him come back fresh when we're at home and see if he can do anything then. That's my only uh, comments on this whole situation, Tone. It's just frustrating overall. It is. And, I mean, digging back into the Yonder Alonso stats, I just want to I, I want to read you something here with, with Yonder Alonso. Please don't. Uh, last year, he was a 250 hitter and has consistently been between 266 and 250. Last year, he hit the 23 dingers. Right now, he's got five. So it's attainable for him, I think, if he goes on a little bit of a, of a hot stretch here. But 83 RBIs last year. Right now, he's only sitting at 16. I really don't like what I see here. This looks like a massive decline, especially for the fact that he's 32. I'm just, I'm really not, I'm really not liking this at all. A guy that put up 217 total bases last year, and the the OPS is just uh, up there as well. And I don't know. the, The scary thing is the OBP, Last year at 317, and he's sitting at a 287 right now, so there's not much room. I, I don't think he's going to be getting on base at a much much higher rate than what we're really seeing right now, Johnny. That's it's not it's not looking good in my opinion here. So I I saw some tweets today where people were asking for him to be DFA'd, and I believe that we had this chat with uh, I think it was Pete Hand where we talked about how you know can we DFA yonder alonzo and i just want to put this to rest do you know the the public image of the white Sox? should they try and go dfa yonder alonzo at any point in time during the season especially after rick Hahn said that this was a baseball move this wasn't a go get manny machado move uh do you know how bad we would look if we dfa'd yonder alonzo and at this point johnny he's untradeable Oh yeah, hey, we're stuck with them. That's all I have to say on it. They're not. They're absolutely one hundred percent not going to DFA him. That's just not going to happen. Uh, like you had said, from the PR standpoint, from my, uh, you know, the, there's this veteran thing. Um, I respect the veteran sort of culture around the MLB. And don't get me wrong, guys put their time in and stuff, but it's what have you done for me lately? How can you produce? And a lot of these guys decline at a certain age. And uh, that just, you know, there's a lot of talk about it being unfair to the players and uh, all of this kind of stuff. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about numbers and what helps you win. So that's uh, just my stance on it. But, no, we're stuck with them. And there's a chance that we're potentially stuck with him at $9 million next year as well. Most likely. So just let that sink in for right now. So uh, Yonder Alonso is not going anywhere. I'm hoping, somewhat hoping, that this talk about Yonder Alonso provides the same level of, I guess, jinx that I put on Reynaldo Lopez and... James McCann earlier. All right. Um, anything else, Johnny, about this lineup today that uh, that sticks out to you? Yohan Mankata. I like seeing him keep the hit train rolling. So that's all. Other than that, let's uh, let's get in tomorrow. Yep. All righty. Tomorrow's matchup. It's an afternoon game. It'll be at two oh seven Central Time. 
Ivan Nova will be going for the White Sox. He's one and three with seven point oh four ERA against Marcus Stroman, who's one and five, two point nine six ERA. So what I know it's Stroman. There's a little bit of history there. Um, obviously, the little bit of backtracking, the I support uh, TA seven. What do you think is going to happen in this one? Well, it depends on what version of Nova we get. Um, Nova's been very hot-cold. Uh, by looking at his stats, you wouldn't even know that there was any points in time where he was hot, but he's looked pretty decent in some of these uh, some of these starts, especially the last one that we got out of him. Stroman is a really good pitcher, though, but uh, coming into this, he's 1-5. So the, the Jays don't seem to uh, put up much much run support here for for Marcus but uh, he's a good pitcher I expect him uh, to battle through this one and you know I I think if there's anybody that the Sox should be amped up to play against it would be Marcus Stroman this is another game that I really can't pinpoint a clear favorite I'm gonna have to go out on a cusp here and say that the Sox are gonna win this game uh, just because we've We've kind of seen these these patterns with the White Sox where they're they're kind of roller coastering. Uh, I know we we're very familiar with that, but I could see this being a game where the the Sox just come out and, and play really good baseball. And I'm hoping that that's tomorrow. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I could see that. Like you said, depends on the uh, Ivan Nova that we are going to get tomorrow look good last time out in cleveland so that is at least encouraging but unfortunately he seems to be a little bit of a roller coaster himself so uh with a couple you know decent starts mixed in with the clunkers in between so we shall see for ivan nova but mark stroman he's gonna get his he is a good pitcher there is no doubting that he's got good stuff he's got a bit of a swagger about him on the mound so I think that also helps breathe life into that Blue Jays team that otherwise is just kind of like us, meh. Right. So I honestly, I'm probably going to go with another L, unfortunately. I think it'll probably be a bit similar to something like tonight score-wise. So um, I don't know. That's just a gut feeling. That's basically what I'm going off of and the inconsistency of Ivan Nova. So that, that is what I will go off of. I feel like the blue Jays can get some runs early and we, we may be chasing, may get a few back, may do that a uh, little bit of half rally that we do and then come up short. So that's just my prediction, but I do have a pick to click and it is Jose Bray. I like that pick to click. Uh, I'm going to go with, Hmm. It's it's so tough to pick anybody in the outfield because you never know if they're gonna play. But uh, I was gonna say Garcia if if he's in the lineup. Uh, but I I feel like I need to make a backup pick there, and uh, that would be McCann if he if he's in the lineup as well. So uh, first pick Garcia, second pick McCann here, Johnny. Excellent. I like that. All right, Johnny. You have anything else uh, before we close this one down? I'm just looking forward to finally being back home. Um, I know it's only been a week away, but it feels uh, like forever. I, I always just miss, you know, going out to the ballpark. And even though this team frustrates me and whatever. And that being said, you should get out of the ballpark too. Next Thursday night, the Shy Sox weekly tailgate is going down in lot B, 5.15 p.m. before that 7.10 p.m. start against these very same Toronto Blue Jays. So um, come on out. 
and you may win yourself a free on tap sports net koozie and you get to hang out with all of the shy Sox weekly guys and some of the other on tap sports net contributors uh tony that is all i've got absolutely i was gonna say the same thing uh you probably said it uh better than i could have um it's gonna be a fun time out there there's uh there's a mark burley giveaway that day the anniversary of his perfect game perfect game shirt uh if you're a northwestern guy like our guy shy Sox jonda is uh you can go and get yourself a purple white Sox hat i know you you probably will not be partaking in that johnny but i will um, not there are there are some people out there that that want to um we're gonna have some other people out there like uh, white Sox dave's supposed to make an appearance over at the tailgate it's it's gonna be a good time um with that said the only other thing i want to say is if you haven't uh checked out shy Sox weekly we had an awesome awesome episode with an interview with not only jake berger but dane dunning over on shy Sox weekly last night it was awesome to record with them we had a good time with it check out shy Sox weekly and our interview with Sox prospects jake berger and dane dunning uh, it was a good episode it was a great time uh thanks again to those guys for coming on it's it's a very good listen yeah absolutely that was a lot of fun talking to those guys last night unfortunately tony not as much fun talking with you about this white Sox loss tonight but let's go get him tomorrow well we'll try <laughs> with that said let's go white Sox. let's go socks <laughs>